so you're clearly a very artistic and creative person, but what drew you specifically to photography? For me, the plan was never to be a photographer. Um, I've been asked this question a lot through the years. And I started out because I worked with children for all of my working life. I worked with special needs kids, children with autism and such. And I needed, I was trying to look for something to uh, break away from that and start something more on the creative side. And I studied graphic design. So I, I was taking that online part-time um, while I worked, you know, one full-time, one part-time job that took me five years to finish. Um, and in order to complete the whole program certificate, I had to choose something else on top of the graphic design. Um, there was like drawing and other things on which I already kind of know how to draw. So I chose photography to complete the certificate. And when I started doing the projects for class, like I'd use my friends to model for me or whatever, um, people's response to me, like my work when I post it, even though to me now that's like God awful photos when I look back at those, but it, it was very positive and I was like, okay. Um, and it just kind of went like that. It was always, and then somebody, you know, that these other people were like, well, you should get a business license. Well, you should do this and that. And it just, I just kind of got pushed into photography and I just ended up going that route. <laughs> That's how it ended up for me to be you know, where I am now. So we're looking at where your work is currently um, in a stylistic sense. Is this the kind of work that you were aiming to produce when you first started out? Mm, honestly, no. Um, when I started, I didn't know what I was aiming for at all. So I was doing anything and everything. And I think a lot of photographers start like that. I'm assuming um, I would do street photography. I had a uh, the 70 to 200 lens. I sold that quite a long time ago. Um, I was doing family. I was doing people's pets, trying photojournalism style and all that. Um, only after I would say maybe the first couple of years is when I started to develop a style and preference. Um, it still, you know, varies up to this day. Like I will do, you know, maybe a high fashion, but then I'll do like a soft kind of painterly portrait. My, my style varies, but, um, the, the, the style, like for me to get into what I am now, it took a lot of, you know, trial and error. And it took me having to deal with like, you know, clients I didn't want to deal with, like that pushed me away from that and into what I do now. So I can do something that I enjoy, but yeah. That's how I ended up here. So I've been a huge fan of yours for quite a while. Uh, what, if any, pressure comes with being uh, a well-known name in photography? Yeah. So, well, I don't see myself as a well-known photographer. I, I guess I just don't look at it that way. I mean, I have an okay following and such, but as for the pressure thing, um, I guess it's just knowing that, you know, Certain people are always ready to criticize your work or judge you, um, put you down and so on. And that's just the nature of the industry and the business, really. Um, so the pressure aspect, I think, would be more from that and the mentality of, well, if you're so good, you know, if you're known or you're teaching others, and why was your co composition slightly off? And why didn't you crop it here instead of there and stuff like that? Those are the kinds of... Mm -hmm things that get thrown at me. I don't care about them, but to me, it, it becomes where I'm just, you know, you, you get a little worried because you just feel people are, are ju judging you more because you're more of in the spotlight with things. So it ends up where, you know, but after a while you learn to try to just not care and ignore it. Right. So 
I mean, not so much pressure anymore as when I first started. It was a lot more stressful back then. Now I'm just sort of like, yeah, whatever. Moving on, you. Know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the ideas behind your conceptual pieces, um, are they a collaborative effort with your team or do you come up with the overall idea and then direct the team kind of accordingly based on your idea? Um, that's, yeah. So it's a little bit of both usually. Um, most times I have a set idea in my head. Uh, we'll create a mood board or, you know, a Pinterest board where we can all log in as a team and um, add things or discuss or make notes. Um, I'll gather various images to be able to communicate my idea to them, the team members. Um, I will take, you know, say the colors from one image. I'll take the mood from another the setting or styling and, you know, the atmosphere or whatever the case, um, I'll mix them together into my own concept and I discuss it with my team and then we will just go from there. Um, most of the times, you know, I mean, they'll, they'll have input, but the ideas kind of are my, my set idea first and then just see how it blossoms afterwards. Uh, so a bit of a two part question. Um, mm -hmm. what's your selection process for models? Uh, and what do you think makes a good model? Right. So this, I think people assume that a model has to be, you know, drop dead gorgeous. And, uh, you know, she has to be, you know, years of experience. Well, that's not always the case. Um, I don't, I have a preference, obviously, like for the kinds of faces that I do work with. And I notice certain photographers do as well. Um, I will, you know, so say I'm talking to like a modeling agency, I'll say, after we've already planned what we're going to do, then usually I'll look for the model unless I had her set in mind from the beginning. And I'll send the agency, okay, this is what we're doing. I need a model that would suit this look. So that's kind of the first steps. Unless I just go into my little, you know, roster of girls that I work with on a repeated basis um, that I think play, you know, play the part of whatever it is. Um, and then from there, you know, we decide like, if her face will match that, you know, concept and whatever the case of models also, um, sometimes I've worked with models who have been sent to me and they haven't really done that well. And, um, they've been really beautiful. Sometimes girls have shown up and they've been super plain. Um, and they, and I, and when they come to the door, I'm like, Whoa, you're so-and-so. And, -so, and I, I can't believe it. But I, some, even myself forget, you know, that they're always, always retouched and edited to perfection. So, but when they get in front of the camera, you know, they're doing amazing. And so it's always, you know, it's either, it's going to be a surprise or it's not going to work out. But for the most part, when I do choose my girls, I will, if, if it's like, say it's an important shoot, say something we're doing an editorial. Um, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll make sure that I choose a girl that, I've worked with a couple of times and I know that she will perform well, um, regardless of like, if she's, you know, super gorgeous or just plain looking, um, that's more important to me than their look sometimes. So it's just like when you choose, you know, when directors are choosing an actor to play a part there, it's based off their skill a lot of times. So yeah. models kind of deserve a little more credit sometimes for what they have to do in front of the camera. But yeah, that's kind of my way of, choosing the girls that I do. And if, if it doesn't work out, well, I guess I just will never quit that model again. Type thing. So <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, so obviously you've got, you've got quite an extensive history with photography and graphic design and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, do you prefer shooting or retouching? Um, so 
Well, I like, I actually like the entire process. Um, I do like the planning. I like the styling. I like the background setup. If, if there is any, like if I'm shooting indoors, um, you know, and I do, I like the editing, but I also dislike each aspect at times too. Um, cause it can be frustrating when I can't get things to how I want them. So, um, it's not really that I like something more. I like every step I do. I play like, I don't just shoot. So I, you know, I do everything from beginning to end for most of my, most of my setups and, and, and the final product. Um, so it just depends really. Um, I don't like to spend too much time on any part of it though. I don't want to shoot for nine hours. I don't want to edit a picture for three hours. Like that, that gets to me. So um, as, as long as everything goes smoothly, I, I like, you know, everything from point A to point B to point C and so on. But yeah. Uh, so for those that don't know, uh, what is the daydreamerslens.com? Mm. Um, yeah. So that's my, uh, I have a little online shop. I had used to have it on nandadiaz.com and I decided I want to separate my store from my actual website. Um, it's just where I offer digital goods for editing. So, you know, Photoshop actions, overlays, textures, um, and most will include like a video tutorial to follow along. So it's easy, you know, to begin using the tools straight away. Um, yeah. So, and I don't have like an overwhelming amount of products on there, just stuff that I use myself, you know, I'll create it into a product and upload it. Cause a lot of times people ask me like, Oh, what, you know, how did you get it to look like this? Or how come it looks like that? And I'll say, Oh, well, I use this texture or whatever the case. Yeah. So do you still have sheets that don't go according to plan? And how do you deal with setbacks on shoots? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all the time, all the time. I think people think that, you know, if you've been shooting for years that everything becomes perfect and you're, you know, everything's going great, but going off from that earlier question, most nine times out of 10, it does not quite turn out what I imagined. Honestly, it will either be even better than I had hoped or a total fail. It can go either way. (laughs) Um, it really does. Yeah. It's never quite what I was in my, what was in my head. So it really depends on who I'm working with, um, how we work together. Um, if it was, you know, if I was successful on my lighting or if the model did well or didn't do well. And um, when it doesn't work out, um, I for sure get upset and frustrated. And usually um, because I put a lot of effort into planning it, right. And setting it up and doing all this, not, not always, sometimes it's like random last minute shoots, but when, you know, it doesn't work out. I, I actually will not look at the images for weeks so that I can like emotionally disconnect myself from the failure in my eyes. It was a failure, you know? Um, so usually, well, afterwards, usually I can salvage a few images that, you know, I might like later. And sometimes people are like, no, they turned out good, but you know, we are our own worst critic. So if I don't like the photo, I just feel like, Oh, it's been a fail. So uh, of the shoot, I mean, so. That's kind of how I deal with it. Uh, it takes me a long time to get past that emotion, that, you know, failure feeling, but yeah. So this one's a question that no one ever seems to want to answer, but if you could photograph any mm-hmm. three people, who would you choose? Okay. This was, this one, I was thinking like, I don't have actually 
I don't really think about that. Like I've never thought like, oh, if I could photograph somebody, who would it be? I've never really thought about stuff like that because I've heard these kinds of questions before and it's kind of tough, but I'll say that because I've, I mainly work with models all the time. Well, most of the time, I'll say 95% of the time. Um, I have models who, you know, growing up, when I was younger in my teens and childhood, even that were like supermodels. And so the first one would be uh, Linda Evangelista. Um, she was a big supermodel. She was born in 65. And she was, I believe, I think it was like the early, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, all these girls were kind of out there like that. Um, she was one model I used to love looking at. Like, oh my God, that girl's so pretty. Her photos were always really classy looking. Um, Cindy Crawford is another supermodel back in the day. And Naomi Campbell. So those three girls, I guess if I had an opportunity to work with them, um, I would. And even now, as they're all older, they still look so beautiful. Um, but yeah, those are, I, I guess that's the three people that I would, because um, they were amazing models, right? So I think, oh my God, I would have such a good shoot with these ladies, right? <laughs> well, you're the, you're the only person that's ever given me three names, so I'm pretty impressed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Everyone always dodges the question, so it's, it's pretty it's great. It's a hard question, yeah. Yeah, I, th yeah, I agree. I, I think it's probably just because I have had um, a lot of downtime with, I take a month off every year um, to mm. kind of recuperate from photographing weddings and models and whatnot. And it's something that yeah. I thought about in my downtime, who I would want to photograph, or if I'm watching a movie i see a face i'm like i'd love to photograph this person so i think i've yeah. just thought about it a lot and i assume everyone yeah. else has thought about it as much as i have yeah yeah probably but then you just kind of and then just fades to the back of your mind right <laughs> but yeah it is a good question and i would love to shoot those ladies like they're even like i said now like they're they're probably i don't know what they're probably in their like late later 50s or mid 50s but yeah i would still shoot them now so so a bit of a geeky question but what is your current camera setup um, yeah, so I am, I am not one to be big on equipment. I've never been like into the technical aspect of things. I like, you know, obviously I have to make sure I do, I'm using like proper equipment. Um, but if it works well, then I, you know, don't try to fix it, you know, kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. I'm still using the Canon 5D Mark III. Um, mm -hmm. I have the Mark II as my backup. So those are pretty old, but Hey, they're still working great. Um, my, as far as my lenses, I have the Canon 85 1.2, the L 1.2. That's my mm -hmm. favorite lens in the entire world. Like I just love that lens so much. The next one is my, um, Sigma 50 millimeter art lens. That's the 1.4. And then I have a, uh, Sigma art 24 to 35, which I use when I really have to like if i'm in a really tight space and I, <laughs> or i've got to capture more of like a little more you know spread out set but otherwise because i do so much portraits my 50 and 85 are the most common ones and then just my basic pro photo lights beauty dish whatever else if i need them so at the moment who are your favorite photographers um so i have a couple and i talk about these two people a lot even when i would uh, have my workshops. I, I go over their work to share with the students. Um, the first one is Vincent Peters. So mm -hmm. he is, he works with like mainly celebrities. And I think he works with like some supermodels, but the way 
his lighting is and the way he sh- like captures people is just absolutely it's so beautiful and it's so simple and the way he just i don't know it's hard to explain but you've got to check him out if you don't know who i'm talking about vincent peters um i actually wrote him sometime back in the day and he responded and i just about like my heart just melted. I couldn't believe he answered me. <laughs> I don't know what I said to him. I just, I was, it was like five, six years back, but he has a um, coffee table book out and stuff. I bought it. It's just, his work is gorgeous. So he works with celebrities. Um, and then the next one is Lee Jeffries, who is very like the total opposite. He shoots homeless people and he goes around all over, um, I don't know all over. I don't know if it's all over the world, but I know he travels and the way he captures these people is so insane. And there's something he does, like he makes their eyes look like glass and it's, they're just gritty, raw, very dark, very emotional driven images. So those two are a big inspiration for me yet. They're so, so, so different, but the root of both of their work is like, very very emotional like it just gives you like a mood when you look but both in different ways and so I try to take elements from them both the way they capture people and try to you know implement that in my own work not to copy their style but just the way they they make they trigger like emotion you know so those are my two favorite for now yeah okay so if I could ask you this then uh, if you weren't working as a photographer what would you be doing um I think I've thought about this before because I thought, you know, like if I ever just stopped photography, what the hell would I be doing? You know, but I think what I would love to do is to be a stylist, um, you know, a clothing stylist for like, say, magazine shoots, um, Mm -hmm. you know, on set shoots, like maybe movies, everything like that. That's something I've always loved is fashion. So I used to draw, uh, I used to have like a fashion uh, illustration book when I was a kid. Well, you know, kid, preteen, whatever. And I used to draw fashions all the time. Um, that's basically how I knew about the models I mentioned that when you asked about the three people that I would want mm-hmm. to shoot, because it wasn't so much like I would see those models when I was younger and say, Oh, I want to shoot those models. But I just learned, I learned about them because of the magazines were in, but I, I noticed them only because of me studying fashion. And so I think that plays a big part in my photos. Now I have that ability to style and do things I want to do. Um, but yeah, I think that's what I would do. I'd be a fashion stylist if I could. So I haven't told anybody that I was going to be speaking to you bar one person um, because I didn't want to jinx mm. it. I was I was so excited about this. Um, but the one person mm. I did tell, um, I said, is there any questions you think I should ask? And they said, find out if she prints her work. So I have to ask you, mm. do you print your work? Okay, no. I know I need a slap, right? I don't. Um, <laughs> I don't. I've been told so much times through the years, like, what? Why aren't you, you know, getting it in print or whatever? But I know I should. Um, you know, I I don't know. I don't know what to say. I should. I really should. And I, I actually started a folder of work, my work through the years of, of like certain images that I really... I'm proud of and I love them certain not many this doesn't happen often believe it or not but there's certain images that I really love and I've thought maybe one day I will send them off and get them done up in canvas or whatever the case you know and put them up or do something with them so but no 
No, I don't. Well, that leads that leads me on perfectly to my next question. Um, obviously, you've got quite an extensive portfolio. You have so many amazing images, but do you have a favorite image or series of images within your work? No, and no, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't so bad. I I have a few shoots. Yeah, I have a few shoots that I'm really proud of from you know say through the past like from the past years uh the ones that are really surreal and painterly i guess like i couldn't you know like off the top of my head i could maybe tell you about a couple pictures there's one where a girl she's wearing red we had like uh, pinned all this red material onto her body um we took it was a, a composite of multiple shots i photoshopped um like doves in there her hair was like flying and um, the material was blowing everywhere, but this was a number of shots we had to take for me to create this one image, which that was actually printed, but that was for, it was for a, a like a charity thing. So uh, that image got printed and sent out to a person who won that on a canvas or whatever. So that was mm-hmm. one image I think I was really, really proud of and happy with. Um, th- those ones that are very like almost just unrealistic, you know, painterly. Um, yep. those ones are the ones I, I guess I'm most proud of, you know, but yeah, the really artsy ones, you know? Absolutely. Um, so yeah. I remember getting really excited at the announcement that you were going to do an RGGEDU course. And Ooh. obviously that's, that's now out and, and, um, I've, I've got it and I've watched it several times oh, and so on. Okay. Um, oh, wow. it, it's an amazing course. It's really fantastic. It's really comprehensive well, as well, you. because it, a lot of, um, a lot of BTS is kind of polished up and a lot of tutorials are polished up to hide sort of the, the, the thinking through process of shooting and oh. the pre-production and the post-production. Um, how did that come about? Uh, with you working with RGGDU and uh, was it difficult to create? It was, uh, well, okay. So at first, from what I remember, I believe that uh, Rob, he, he actually, I think he's, he's not presently with the company. I think it's um, Gary took over. So, but anyways, um, they contacted me. I think it was Rob who reached out and they just said, Hey, you know, we'd like to create a tutorial with you. They sent me some past stuff they had done. And I think it was, I don't know if it was like, I can't remember. Somebody referred them, referred me to them, another photographer. Um, that's how I ended up getting, you know, connected with them. We flew out to, I took my makeup girl and another girl to assist. We flew out to San Diego. It was a week long process. Everything. It took us two months of planning before I went out there. So there was a lot of planning going on. We had to set up the shoots we had to find the models we had to do all of this way in advance just to try to save any kind of trouble when it was time to shoot um there's a lot that's put into that kind of stuff people don't realize the amount of work and plus when you're i'm in front of the camera i'm nervous so i'm i don't even know what the hell to say i'm babbling or whatever so there that was the you know that i would say would be the issues that went on um but you know otherwise it, it went pretty smoothly. Um, and I know I've gotten a lot of positive feedback, believe it or not. I've never watched my own tutorial. I won't watch it. I will. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I will not look at that. I will not even watch a clip of it. I, I just can't. And same with, I did a creative live a few years prior to that. Still haven't watched it. Yeah. It's kind of, <laughs> I don't want to see it anyway. So a bit of a kind of a loaded question, I apologize, but do you feel that there are any benefits to working with female models when you're a female photographer? Yeah, I do. So me from, I think it's more of like the connection bit 
Um, my personality, I joke around a lot. Um, I don't know if that, that probably plays a part to getting my models to be comfortable and just, you know, you know, do what I need them to do because I'm like encouraging and from female to female, sometimes I think it just ends up being easier. The girls don't feel any kind of way, um, you know, or as nervous as say, you know, in front of a male photographer. I mean, not all male photographers. I don't, I don't want to make it sound like that, but um, I just think it's like when it's like another female guiding another female, it's easier for us to like that femininity part of it, you know, um, mm-hmm. we women look at other women mostly differently, right? You know what I yep. mean? Like we kind of observe women in a different way than what, than what a man would observe a woman in. So I think that that makes it a lot easier for me to guide the girls that I work with, tell them, you know, how to, you know, pose and move their body and how I need them to look at me and what emotions I need from them. So that kind of thing. Yeah. So I think that's the advantage that, um, I mean, for me that I have. I completely agree. I think it's, um, I I remember watching an interview years ago and I cannot remember who the photographer was, but it was a male photographer Mm -hmm. and he said that, the problem he had, he he's uh, so for clarification, he's gay, and he said that the mm. problem he had when he was in his twenties photographing models was that he had to basically bring up that he was gay as mm. as a as a part of the conversation, so that they didn't think that any of his emotions towards them were mixed between being interpersonal and professional. Um, and I thought mm. that was really interesting. I mean, I started photography when I was in my mid twenties, and I never even thought about it. I've been with my wife yeah. since I was fifteen years old, and I've just never given wow. it a second thought. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, I think it's a really interesting point. I'd love to like, kind of, I'd love for it to be more acknowledged and recognized and that it's something that's yeah. really beneficial for being a female uh, photographer. And it's kind of not beneficial male photographer to male model, I think. Um, but that's a whole different thing. Obviously every single day we learn more and more and we're, we're always trying to be better than we were the day before. Um, mm-hmm. what piece of advice would you give yourself uh, for when you were starting out, given your sort of current skill set and experience? Well, uh, Okay, I guess, you know, it would be that I would tell myself to be prepared for failure and rejection. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't end. It doesn't end. Like, it doesn't matter where, I mean, unless you're a big time celebrity superstar photographer, that rejection stuff continues. It's just, it happens um, in different ways. And it hurts, you know, it's hurtful. And people who are like more on the artistic side, we are kind of more emotionally driven people whether you're female or not like i know maybe some guys don't like to admit to that but it is it's hurtful when you're rejected or you know you hit failures or people are just being cruel or whatever the case so i would tell myself if i could you know that that's going to happen because when it did and when it's when i first started going through that i was it was like I'd be crying myself to sleep and feeling sorry for myself. And, you know, like I said, over the years, you get over it a little more, but um, yeah, that's a big one for me. So no, I couldn't agree more. I've had to, I've had to yeah. keep that in mind the last couple of weeks with these work, uh, with these podcasts, uh, the rejection has been strong mm. with some people. So yeah, I completely agree. So, um, Last question, and I could let you go. I know you're probably a very busy person and I really appreciate your time, but um, how do you stay creative in your downtime? Well, uh, I honestly, I, I, sometimes I get into terrible slumps myself. Um, I don't constantly stay creative. I know that is not like that for me is not possible. Um, I can get into slumps and I can stay there for a while. Um, but, uh, to help me, 
uh, you know, get out of that. Sometimes I will um, seek inspiration from like um, art or photos or uh, even from like cinematic movies, things like that. I will, it'll help me, like it'll trigger ideas for me to snap out of like the mindset, the current mindset I'm in, because I think as creatives, um, it's just not possible to constantly stay elevated like that we we have a lot of highs and lows right so for me in my downtime i guess you know that's the best that i can do or i'll just totally not deal with out i will not um like address anything photography wise at all i'll do other things i like little like i i like um crafty stuff you know i like to like mm-hmm. do like art art artsy stuff with my hands like planner you know whatever the case so i'll do little things like that to kind of break away from the photography thing and then come back with a refreshed, um, you know, mind frame. So, yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. I was sent a message last week, um, about the fact that because of the, the lockdown we have in England and the lack of mobility for most of, most of the people in the world now, I've taken the opportunity to approach people like yourself that are really far away and perhaps, um, you know, have the time uh, available to talk to me. And uh, I've spoken to some amazing people. I've been so fortunate. And I actually received a message last week saying that I need to stop pretending that I like every guest that I have on the podcast as much as what oh. I do, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> um, so this for, this is specifically for that person who's going to be listening oh. and probably grit, gritting their teeth. I am so, um, I've been so <laughs> nervous through this whole process. I am such a huge oh. fan of yours. You are oh. a huge name in my opinion. Um, I, I can't wait oh, to see your you. work whenever it comes out. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time talk to me it's absolutely made my week i just want to say thank you so much oh you're welcome i appreciate you having me and i don't see you pretending anything so i thought this was <laughs> quite a good conversation but yeah um what i need to do is i always make sure every guest tells us where we can find them online so your social media your website and also let's mm-hmm. remember to go back to the daydreamerslens.com as well and bring that up mm. so where can we find you yeah so um if from my main website is just amandadiaz.com and on there is social media links, but um, on Instagram, I'm on there more than um, the other social media sites. Um, it's just amandadiaz.com on Instagram, but D-O-T-C-O-M. And then I have my Facebook um, fan page, and it's just Amanda Diaz Photography. Um, the other ones I wouldn't even... I'm not even going to bother talking about, so I don't really do anything <laughs> on them. So I should be, I should be, but yeah, I'm not. Yeah. So Instagram, Facebook is where I'm at usually. And the daydreamerslens.com. Yes. Yeah. In my shop. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. It's so appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. About to leave. Already packing. Come with me. I'm not really asking. We'll get away. But we don't know About to see The world in action What we can be Life with no distractions We'll get away This is what we waited for
we wait.